You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony. Ann Packer is the author of The Dive from Clausen's Pier on Songs Without Words. Her new collection of short stories is Swim Back to Me. Thank you for joining me, Ann. Thank you. And what strikes me about your work is that you really evoke this portion of America that I don't think gets a lot of attention. And I'd like you to talk about one of the things that you do so well is you bring in details, just enough, not too many Talk about finding that zone where you can put the reader in a very specific place, but then you leave enough there for the reader to build their own connection in that kind of reading experience. Well, that's, that's a really interesting question as to how, how do you know how much um, to include, what to leave out. Uh, and it's very, it's very intuitive for me. I don't, I don't have a... Um, whatever, whatever gauge I have... Um, about the amount of detail I'm using is is pretty uh, buried or unconscious. Um, I think I probably take my cue uh, from the the fiction that I've responded to um, as a reader, and um, I, I I'm just guessing about this, but um, I would imagine that I've sort of learned what the right amount is to, as you say, you know, make the world. Uh, vivid and believable, but not make the work about the details. That's sort of where um, I would be worried about going too far. So I, I try to make sure that the you know the buildup of detail doesn't become sort of a thing unto itself. Well, one of the things too I, I really love about your work is you know the setting in the suburbs, especially here in Silicon Valley. So talk about you know creating. Uh, this particular world and this particular part of America? Um, you know, again, it's not something that I set out to portray for people who don't know it. Um, I, think, I think it's much more a matter of this is, this is the world as I see it and think of it. And um, I guess my project is sort of to, to represent um, the extremes of life as as I can um, observe it around me. Like, what, what are the sort of um, behaviors and problems that are happening around the edges of ordinary life? And, uh, you know, for a while, I, I grew up in the Bay Area, spent first 18 of my years here, and then I went away to college and graduate school and uh, lived in various places, including four years in the Midwest. And I came back um, 18 years after I'd left, in 1995, and I really, I really came back to a mid-peninsula that was utterly changed. Everything was recognizable, you know, the streets, but the feeling. Um, I had left a place where Silicon Valley was kind of an idea, a thing that was coming into being, and when I came back, it was, it was flourishing. I can remember saying to someone shortly after I was back, so maybe in 1996 or something, saying something very naively to someone about, gosh, I just keep on meeting people who work, you know, in in Internet businesses. <laughs> and the person's like, well, yeah. 
So that's that's kind of what I what I came back to. You know, you mentioned the Midwest, and I know your tour is taking you through the Midwest. Are you going back to your old stomping grounds? This time, I uh, excuse me, I'm going to Iowa City, mm-hmm. which is where I um, went to graduate school. There's a really wonderful bookstore there called Prairie Lights, and I'm very excited to be going back there. And then I have a couple of events in St. Louis. I have a actually, it's funny, two different library events. One a public appearance at a county library, and the other a private event um, that's a reception for donors who are helping rebuild the, uh, the city library. So those are, those are the two Midwest stops that um, I've got coming up in a couple weeks. And then there's a festival in Chicago at the beginning of June that I'll be heading back to the Midwest for. You know, when we're talking about the Midwest, one of the things I think that you do really well in your books, even though they have very specific locales in your stories, they have very specific locales, and you really put us in the place of your characters. But you also do a really nice job at evoking the universal and, you know, kind of using the extremes of the experience that you that you examine to externalize, uh, you know, themes and, and emotions that are really difficult to talk about. And these are universal things. These are things everybody feels, but nobody really can wants to you know, spit it out. And I think one of the things you do very well is to use your writing to help us as readers engage in a discussion as we experience your stories about these very themes. Well, that, that's, a, that's a really lovely thing to say, and um, I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I, it's, it's funny. If, I, if reading my stories or novels um, helps someone in, in that... Um, that that's that's just wonderful. I'm so happy to hear that. But I I would be um, I would be inauthentic if I said that that was my intention. You know, it's sort of a byproduct. And uh, I think I think where I um, where I come from in terms of looking at some of the the darker yearnings and um, interpersonal clashes that that happen among people is um, a feeling I have sort of increasingly um, of the similarity between people as opposed to the differences. And mm-hmm. I think as a, as a younger person, a teenager um, person, you know, in her 20s, um, my point of view was much more about um, how, how different everyone is. And, and of course, you know, I, I hold to that. Of course, there are, um, everyone's psyche is different. Uh, the psychodynamics between people are different, but on the other hand, I'm more and more aware of of some of the, as you say, the universal um, experiences. And uh, you know, I guess it's I guess that the writing fiction comes down to kind of balancing um, the the very very particular with um, with the universal or general. Now, you do some kind of interesting and I think rather daring things in this book. Uh, I, I love your uh, story, the first story told from the perspective uh, of, a, of a, you know, preteen kind of uh, kid just, just growing up. What made you choose that to tell the story from that perspective? Well, you know, it's funny about that, that piece. That's the novella Walk for Mankind. And um, when I started writing it, what I had was... Uh, the experience of a 13-year-old into whose world 
becomes a very dynamic, maybe a little eccentric uh, family. Uh, and I had I had the family that that was going to move into this neighborhood really clearly in my mind. The um, the father Dan, who's a English professor, um, and his wife, and then his his uh, somewhat uh, flamboyant and exciting daughter Sasha, who was going to be you know the new close friend of my main character. But um, when I first started, I thought that the main character was another girl, and that it was going to be a piece about these two 13-year-old girls and what would happen to the life of the first one when this new girl and her family arrived. And I just had the worst time. It was uh, it was very, very difficult for me to get anywhere. And ultimately, what I felt was that I, I wasn't interested. Um, somehow I already knew this girl's story. I already knew her voice, um, maybe because she was too close to me, maybe because of things I'd already written, but I, I, I was kind of despairing of it, and then um, I don't remember how or why, I actually remember where I was driving down 101, I suddenly thought, wait a minute, what if it were a boy? What if it were a boy to whom uh, this family happened? And um, that's what that's what got me going. I didn't really, you know, say, oh, I think I'll, I think I'll write from the point of view of a 13-year-old boy. It was more sort of a light bulb um, moment that that came kind of you know as a as a rescue to a piece of work that wasn't really um coming together now you're you're out uh taking taking your stories to 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 bookstores and I'd like you to talk about this uh, idea of author book tours which I think is really interesting um it's a great way for uh you to connect with your readers and do you, when you go do you uh read do you um, talk? Do you uh, just answer questions or say, hey, what's going on? <laughs> um, generally, or really pretty much all the time, unless it's a, some kind of unusual author luncheon type event where I, I'm asked to, to talk, um, I will start with a reading, mm-hmm. um, you know, around 20 minutes. And um, I actually uh, have yet to begin my tour. My first event is tonight. And so I haven't yet read aloud from this book. Um, and one of the really kind of fun things about going on book tour is that you you become acquainted with the book in a different way as you read aloud to an audience. And you learn things about the stories you've written or the novel you've written um, as people react to it. So um, I will do that, you know, 20 minutes or so of a reading, and then um, we open it up to questions and Boy, it really depends on the audience. Um, a small audience is generally slower to get going with questions. Um, but once they do, they can be uh, really, really engaged by them. A large audience, they're probably going to be some hands up uh, from the very beginning. Um, and lots of really great questions, but less of a feel of a conversation um, and more of a sort of... Um, Q&A that jumps around, but both are um, a lot of fun for me, and um, and I, I think that, that people enjoy the opportunity of um, getting a different sort of relationship going with a writer than the one they have, like, alone holding a book. So um, the book tour, as far as I'm concerned, is, you know, a, a great, uh, somewhat threatened <laughs> 
institution. Um, people used to tour a lot more. The book business is um, going through a lot of changes. And the fact that I get to go on tour for this book, um, this is great. I feel very lucky. Well, it gives you a chance to perform the stories, which is a really, I think, a, a very different uh, a take on them. It is. And when you're reading aloud, um, particularly when you're reading dialogue, uh, you, you've got you to gotta take a different kind of bite of the prose, then um, I'm, I'm going to horribly mix a metaphor that I'm not going to be able to get myself out of. But uh, you you relate to the prose, you, as you say, um, perform or animate it uh, in a way that feels entirely new and different from sort of sitting at your computer uh, writing it. I've been speaking with Ann Packer. Her new collection is Swim Back to Me. Her tour of America starts tonight. Thank you for joining me, Ann. Thank you so much. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report featuring interviews, phone interviews, reports from live book events and festivals, and conversations with readers. You can find additional news, interviews, book reviews, and more five days a week at the Agony Column website at trashotroncom agony.